Welcome to Parents' Rights Now, a production of Parents' Rights in Education, hosted by Suzanne Gallagher. We are committed to valuing students, empowering parents, and supporting communities to secure great educations for public school children in America. PRE welcomes all students, families, and community members who care about scholastic success for K-12 public school students. Visit our website, parentsrightsined.org, and like us on Facebook. Join us by filling out the form on our website titled, Join Us. You will find information regarding issues and information about local and state chapters. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Today is Tuesday, the 15th of November, and I am traveling, so I had to record this before I left town. And when I left, I didn't have any idea what the real count is in the state of Oregon for governor. Now, Tina Kotek, who is the Democrat candidate, has declared victory. I think that's a little premature. We're not going to uh, back off or give up until after this weekend um, and by Monday, which is, well, yesterday, (laughs) when you're listening to this podcast, we're not going to know really who did win the election because so many ballots still haven't been counted. You know, we're about parents' rights. So elections do matter big time. We're not just completely all about uh, elections because we need to educate the citizenry about the process. When I took this role about five years ago, so many parents didn't even know there was a school board engaging individuals in their government process. How does it work? How can you have impact is very, very important, obviously, because the public school system is a government bureaucracy and we've let it get away from us, bottom line, by our complacency. And unfortunately, now we're in the fix we're in. So uh, we're not giving up. We're not going away. We're still on pins and needles about Oregon and Arizona. We're so happy about the win in Ohio, J.D. Vance. That's gigantic. You know, and of course, Florida. I mean, they're on their way to huge successes. However, I I do hope that Ron DeSantis stays in Florida and continues to improve the situation there. So often, people like him, really strong leaders, get swooped away by the party as candidates, you know, for higher office, and then they've got to start all over again. They, he does run for the presidency. That is a full-time job in itself, running a nationwide campaign. Oh, my goodness. Being the governor of the state of Florida at the same time, he's going to be a little distracted. So that concerns me. I hope he f- stays focused on Florida and they continue to set the bar high and show the public that conservative policies and ideas work. They work for the individual, not the collective. All righty. We have some reports uh, from Northern Idaho that I thought might interest you a little bit, and it has to do with elections and uh, some of the monkey business. Because, uh, no, they're not just lying, but they are deceiving the public. And here's what happened. 
one of our leaders in the Coeur d'Alene area reported to us that there have been some dirty tactics used over the last year for North Idaho College trustee positions. She is shocked because she hasn't really probably been involved in politics that long. And it's just so disturbing when, you know, people that you think are on your own side are doing funny things. Conservatives won one seat out of three races, which places them in the majority. So that's that's the good thing. Fortunately, the outcome was, was you know, it's going to be okay. But what she observed is that the left is up to dirty tricks and stories and quotes, etc., about these people. And it seems like they must be made up, but they're not. She wishes that um, she could call it childish, but it just doesn't represent the magnitude of what went on. The left set up bogus Facebook sites, created logos, uh, etc., to deceive the public into thinking that they were representing the local conservative Republican Party, basically Republicans, conservatives, and then promoted their own candidates. Again, fortunately, they they didn't prevail. But that is such a, uh, you know, a wake up call to all of us. Don't trust necessarily what people say. You need to know what they do or have done. And even more importantly, who they are aligned with. And that means you have to dig into where's their money coming from. That's public information. It is available. Again, <laughs> who are these people? Who are their friends? This is pretty simple. And there is a history. Uh, but when they're out there, you know, on social media, pretending, posing, literally clothed in um, logos and marketing trappings to make them appear to be representing the conservatives. Watch out. They're using terms like liberty, our verbiage that we, that we use to describe ourselves for their candidates. Watch out, guys. It's never as good as it seems, and it's never as bad as it seems. But what we're looking for is the truth. That means you got to dig. You can't just, you know, see one ad or hear somebody speak from the podium. Um, oftentimes, you know, analyze what, what, what is the end result of, what, of everything that they said. Usually it's a lot of platitudes, etc. So we need to know more. Okay. I have nothing new to report on the situation in Onalaska, which was the no trespass uh, termination from her job situation for Mandy Reynoldson, a parent in Onalaska School District, Washington State. What I do want to let you know is that the board, uh, ideologically speaking, the school board is conservative. And they've stubbed their toe. Basically, what, what happened in Onalaska is so typical of small school districts in particular all over the country who, uh, you know, they elect good board members and then the board members decide, well, we want to hear from all of our parents in the district. And then they open up their meetings. They don't adhere to good meeting protocol, Robert's rules, etc. 
and the meetings get away from them. Too many people are talking. They're literally having a town hall style board meeting. It doesn't work. It's not going to work. It never has and it never will. And so there is a reason for Robert's rules. And that means, uh, you know, taking testimony, timing the participants, not letting, any, not letting people go over time, because everybody should have an equal opportunity to state their viewpoint. And last, but the most important, actually, is don't get into conversations in a board meeting. This is a public meeting. People say things they wish they hadn't. If they are recording it, it is documented. In fact, I would say that school boards who do not record their meetings, they're looking for trouble. It goes back to the the old rumor mill situation where he said, she said, and you don't have the fact. Creates a lot of division, even within communities that are conservative, ideologically speaking. So be careful about that. Make sure that if you're in a small community that you are following Robert's rules, etc. What we want the board to do is to dial things back. We encourage them to reinstate Mandy Reynoldson to her volleyball coaching job. She's a mom, okay? She's not trying to hurt anybody. She's never, you know, destroyed any property or or hit anyone, or, I mean, done anything illegally. So to remove her from her job, and then to no trespass her, so she can't, she has four children, um, and she has an infant, and, you know, she's, she's struggling like a lot of parents. That is not good PR for the board. But they can make it right. They can dial it back. And they can mend the fence. And of course, Mandy wants that to happen. And, and we've encouraged her to, you know, to own up to some of the things that she shouldn't have done and vice versa, but not during a school board meeting. Okay. All of this has to happen in private meetings outside of these public school board meetings that are regularly scheduled. We are hoping and praying that they are getting together now and they're discussing this and analyzing what steps need to be taken next. And actually the no trespass was done illegally because Mandy was not given clear due process when she was served. Oh, and one last point I want to make is that we've received some, uh, some concern from these school board members that they're receiving emails, because we put out, you know, their email addresses and encourage people to contact them. It's public information, guys. Their emails are on a website. Anybody can email a school board member or any other public official. That's the way it is. So we get hate mail. And they received some inappropriate comments, okay, through through this because of our because of our email that we sent out, our news alert. Now we don't control all these people who are sending emails to them. Some are probably good, but you know, the only ones that they can remember are the ones that are bad. And they're accusing us of not uh, reporting both sides. Well, we have reported the side, the only side that will speak to us. 
who is Mandy Reynoldson. The board members refused to talk to us. And uh, same way with the superintendent. She won't talk to us. So where are we going to get our information? We will not take secondhand information. That's it. Mandy herself video recorded uh, her interaction with two sheriff's officers who removed her from uh, a volleyball game that her daughter was involved in um, shortly after this no trespass was initiated. I mean, that's proof. So don't hesitate to use, use your phones also. And lastly, on this topic, I just want to be very clear. Parents' rights in education was established to protect parents' rights in the education system, okay, K-12 through education. We are protecting the rights that parents have. And that means that we, we don't analyze, and especially in this case, if this person, um, for example, uh, <clears throat> wants to remove gender identity um, teaching in the schools, we don't say, well, that's okay. Uh, we don't care what the board does um, with someone who goes, who goes against their ideology. Uh, they can do whatever they want to those parents. But when it comes to those that agree with them, then we're going to stand up for the parent. Am I making myself clear? In this situation, the parent should not have been no trespassed. I never did ask her, never have asked her, and probably won't, what her beliefs are, because that is not the issue. The issue is the school district, by a vote of the school board via the superintendent, took steps that were not legal. By no trespassing this parent, they set something in motion that they need to undo, okay? Uh, case law shows that. So they can't do that. They can't just no trespass anybody they, they don't want to see uh, complaining to them. That's all she did, really. She complained. They need to learn how to work with parents. By the way, parents are not the easiest people to work with at times. Why? <laughs> because they are under so much stress. And here's a mom who has four kids and a newborn. She's a little stressed, would you say? Yeah. She said something she shouldn't have, but that is not illegal. It is not illegal to swear. It is not illegal to raise your voice. That is not illegal. Now, if you come to the school, you know, uh, wielding a firearm or something, yes, there should be no trespass against you. All right, I think I've made my point. So we had a little housekeeping to do, and I think I brought you up to date on a few things, but I also wanted to add this, and that's this is really exciting. We're doing a lot here at Parents' Rights and Education behind the scenes, and one of our goals is to um, dial up this podcast. In other words, uh, make it more professional. This is me, Suzanne Gallagher, sitting here at my desk, talking to you. But we want to include you guys. We want to report on what is going on in uh, all over the, this country 
pertaining to uh, elections, pertaining to um, any anything related to public schools, anything. And um, we're just not getting and we're not getting enough information out there. So I'm just going to suffice it to say that. But it'll be very exciting. Uh, we're going to have a lot of guest speakers. Um, I may be doing you know some of the um, commentary. And I look forward to that. I, I love it. I love doing this. <laughs> it's great. To, it's great to be able to have a platform and uh, nobody interrupts you. I'm sure you parents can um, can relate or any married person, right? <laughs> Being interrupted is very frustrating. So when you have the microphone and you're controlling it, you know, I mean, that's pretty much the living end. Anyway, have a great week. I'll be uh, coming back with another uh, report to you, and this will be more content-heavy. I'm going to take a little break for the next couple of weeks. So I'll be back with you again the week after Thanksgiving. We're putting together some exciting strategies. We need to gear up for school board elections right after January 1. Look forward to being with you then. This is Parents' Rights. Now. Please check your show notes for links pertinent to this podcast. Please consider making a monthly contribution to Parents' Rights in Education. We need your help. We have big plans in mind. And because of a very generous one-time contribution of $25,000, we are challenging our listeners and our readers, all of our supporters, to match that gives $12 a month. If there were only 500 of you, that would tally up to $6,000 a month, almost tripling the $25,000 check we just received in one year. Be part of that club. We call it the 12 by 12 club. A link to our website is in the show notes or go to parentsrightsined.org. See you soon.